Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. On Thursdays, like today, we break down recent gaming news, and we have quite a few fun stories to cover with you all today. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he has already built up his successful fishing and sushi restaurant operation. He's looking to start his next phase of life. I'm sure whatever it is will be related to what he did before. I'm sure it won't be something out of left field. It's Josh. I mean, I do love sushi. <laughs> I like, I, I do scuba dive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a certified scuba diver, believe it or not. Um, and uh, I I might love zombies. So, <laughs> of course. Take, take that, for, take why that not? for what you will. You know, they're, they're, they're similar. Let's go hand in oh, hand. I, I love that this will make more sense to our listeners <laughs> later in the episode. <laughs> All right. And then joining Josh and me. He's a little bit confused because he is on Steam. He pulled up the page for Counter-Strike, and he doesn't really know what he's looking at. It's Ryan. Wait, wait, wait. Which game is this? What are we doing? <laughs> wait, wait. The game I've been playing for years How does this years? brand new is game have 7 gone? million ratings? <laughs> yeah. Not my Counter-Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Counter-Strike. All right. We've got a lot to cover here today, guys. Let's start out by talking about two projects that are either canceled or at least seemingly canceled. So. Sega announced this week that they have decided to cancel the PvEVP multiplayer extraction shooter called Hyenas. We have mentioned it on the pod a few times. Josh and I have kept an eye on this one. The whole idea behind Hyenas is that there were five teams of three that would start a match. You board a ship. You are trying to grab as much treasure as you can, which was by way of pop culture memorabilia. And you would have to fight against AI along with the other teams, try to extract your treasures out. Guys, we can now add this to the pile of PvEVP games that just cannot seem to make it. What's your guys' reaction to this news? Why? Why can't anybody seem to make this genre work? <laughs> Everyone's trying. Dude. Literally everyone is trying. I, I mean, I like it, but there is, a, there is a piece of this puzzle that is just laying on the floor somewhere that nobody can seem to find, honestly. Um, I, I, I don't know why. Now, Paul, you played the beta on this, didn't you? Didn't you play oh, uh, Hyenas? It, it was technically actually alpha. Yeah, it was a closed alpha. And at the time, I didn't say anything on the pod because, you know, I'm a rule follower. They tell you you're not allowed to discuss yeah. anything. Now that it's canceled, I don't think anyone cares. Nerd. Uh, this game was in kind of shambles back then. Oh, no. I did not find it to be fun whatsoever. I think the only thing I said on the show 
is that I'm curious to see where Hyenas goes, but I'm a little more excited about some of these other projects. Yeah. That's, that was kind of how I worded it. Uh, I also remember it being a real issue that nobody was playing it. I was getting emails every day from hyenas saying, "Hey, please come the alpha, come come play the alpha. Please come try it out." And anytime I would try, I would be in a squad by myself or with one other guy, and there would be like one or two other teams. The matches were not being filled, and that's when I kind of realized I don't know that anyone cares about this project. So the gameplay wasn't great. It didn't seem to have any audience back then. There were also news stories where Sega said, hey, we don't even know how to monetize this. We don't know if it's going to cost money or if it'll have battle passes. We're trying to figure it out. And that was like three months ago. So I, I don't know that it's a total surprise that it's canceled. But I mean, no one can seem to make a PvEVP thing work except Gambit mode and Destiny. Destiny seems to be the only one that's been able to do this. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of Gambit, to be honest with you. Uh, it's all right. L- let me let me tell you, developers that I know you're listening. Here is the key to making <laughs> a successful PVEVP game: make the PVE portion a lot of fun. The PVP is secondary. The PVP adds that layer of suspense and dread and fear. But if your PVE portion sucks, your game will suck. This is why the cycle was such a good and honestly the best. PvEVP game that was ever made was because regardless if you never did any PvP at all, you still enjoyed every single round of the cycle because the PvE content was really fun and engaging. That's the key. So if you go into it focusing on we're trying to make a PvP game, but with a few PvE elements, you're missing the mark. Yeah. You you make a game where these people can come in and they can just play what almost feels like a campaign and you're 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 fighting the environment you got all of this uh you know everything's coming at you you can really have a great amount of fun and then you have some pvp sprinkled in there that's what's going to give you a successful game that's what's going to have you get the longevity and, and have people coming back for more because they enjoyed it they enjoyed their time they weren't just like oh man i'm just getting nuked every time i i jump in this game because all these guys are killing me I can kill all these characters. I can I can battle other people. You know, having that perfect mix is what makes a good game in that kind of genre. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer, man, to see another one of these fail. Yeah, hilariously, we're gonna have another PVEVP game we're gonna talk about later in the show. But man, I mean, the 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 original vanilla, the cycle. They took that off down servers, completely remade it to be a Tarkov clone, and now that game is also gone. Crucible didn't last very long at all. Scavengers was dead on arrival. I mean, it, it's an idea that a lot of people seem to like, but it seems like no one's playing the games. I don't know if it's because the games aren't good, or maybe we're just in the minority, Josh, where we love this and and just other people don't seem to care as much. But it's obviously really struggling. I don't think it's just us, because if you look at the number of PvEVP games that have tried to be developed lately, they know. I mean, game devs aren't dumb. They know there's something there. It's just they can't seem to figure out how to make it engaging. And that's why I say you make it engaging by making the core gameplay part of it fun. And then PvP is something that can just sort of happen which really ups the ante of everything else that's going on. But you have to have the foundation of just a fun game 
you know, at the baseline. And then you can go from there. And I'll be honest, like scavengers gameplay was not fun and it was more PVP centered, you know, with some PVE elements. And that's where I think a lot of these guys are going wrong is they're saying we're making PVP, but you can do some side stuff. And it's like, that's not how the genre should work. Yeah, totally agree. I I think you're definitely onto something there, Josh. All right, moving on to our next game cancellation, or at least seemingly, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. No, Kotor. don't you say it, Paul. Rip. One, one of our all-time favorite Rip. games. The, the glory <laughs> days of Bioware. What a game. It's so good. It's 20 years old. This, I have said many times, is like my number one pick of a remake that I actually want to play. Yep, yep. I keep getting force-fed remakes of stuff like like Ark being remade. It's like Ark doesn't need to be remade. You know what needs remade? KOTOR. Uh, it looks like it may have been canceled behind the scenes. We already knew the project was in trouble. Back in the day, me, Josh, and Michael talked about how the game was put on pause indefinitely. We called it right then and there. We said, it's just a matter of time. We're going to get news that this project's canceled. And Sony has been systematically <laughs> removing all posts on Twitter about KOTOR, which is very funny. They took the announcement trailer and made it go private. And it seems like the project is now dead. Although Sony did give a follow-up to this story and told us about why the trailer was made private. Uh, Josh, do you want the honors of of telling the people why? Oh, (laughs) I mean, if you believe some mega corporation trying to not be, uh, have, you know, a bunch of people upset with them, Sony claims that the music license for the trailer expired and that that is why they pulled down all the trailers and references to the KOTOR remake. All the other posts that don't have music. Yeah, you know, we're not (laughs) dumb. And so gamers, you know, we're, we're a smart bunch. And so people went out and said, well, dude, you have trailers that are older than this that still have, you know, that are still up and their music license is probably expired. And then somebody else went, well, this used Star Wars music, which doesn't expire if you have a license for it. I I don't know. There's some kind of legality there where people were like, this doesn't make any sense at all. So people kind of started calling them out on what their supposed answer was. I am afraid that Sony just doesn't want to say, hey, yes, this is officially canceled because there's going to be a lot of backlash from people. Uh, myself included, I will write a very vehement email to Sony, which I'm sure that their CEO will read, you know, if they cancel. Yeah, because this is... It'll be very professional, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I this, is, this is not good news. Um, there are a couple people out there that said they're pulling everything down because they're really going to start hammering development and they want to keep it a surprise. I don't buy into that, unfortunately. Um, this is the game that should be remade. It's one of the best RPGs ever, like literally yeah, ever, ever made. Yeah. It's the best Star Wars game too. It is yeah. the best Star Wars game. So I don't well, know why in a world of remakes, why somebody can't seem to take what should be the number one remake and roll with it, man. They should make a call to Bethesda. <laughs> no. They know no. how to remake no, a game. Over and over and over and over and over. No, it's it's um OG uh, Kotor 94 on Metacritic. It's an amazing game. Absolutely yeah. breathtaking. So much fun. And I, I just don't get, you know, if if your music license expired, re-up it. Why are you pulling everything down, spending all those 
uh, you know, the man hours to do all that and not just re up the license. Like, what what are you what are you doing? You know, like we're calling BS on that. It's it's garbage. Um, it's sad because I know we all here want that remade and we would a thousand percent play it and buy it and. I, I don't know who wouldn't, so why the heck would they not do it? It's an easy crash grab if that's all they're after is money. Pfft, right here. You can just it, print money by making this game. Dude, it would sell like gangbusters, number yeah. one. It's not just nostalgia. There is an incredible game at the heart of it as well. Absolutely. My big thing is if you don't want to run with this and you're canceling it, license it out to a studio that will run with it. You know, just say, hey, listen, we're not going to develop this in-house or with one of our you know developers, but if there's anybody out there that wants to take over the KOTOR remake, let us know. And then, I mean, there's got to be a studio out there that's like, yeah, we'll do it because we want to make billions of dollars. That's what they would make, too. <laughs> I, I don't know about billions. But billions. <laughs> yes. Tens of millions. That, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just so baffling because... You don't have to redo any of the story. The story is already there. You definitely have to do a lot by way of base mechanics. The game looks and plays like it's 20 years old. I have tried to jump back in. It is just too difficult. I am willing to go back and play the original Mass Effect, and even that is a little bit of a hardship. But anything prior to that is just really, really hard. It's just too old. And not to retread too much old content, because, Josh, we've already poked fun at this in the past, But even when they put it on the shelf indefinitely, they said at the time that their current timetable was for this to be done by like 2026, I think they said. I don't know why a remake of a game that's already made is going to take that long. I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy project. It's, It's hard to remake really old games and make them play well. And you're redoing a lot of stuff from the ground up. I get that. But I don't understand how this project could be so bad that they pour... So much time, so many man hours, so much money, and for the project to be so bad at this point that they're scrapping any mention of it from the web. Like, I don't know how things could go so sideways so fast, but I I, I really do hope that they figure it out, whether it's restarting with a new studio, maybe they can salvage some of what they've already done. We just want KOTOR remade, and it, it seems like that's not that big of an ask. We get Do remakes it. of stuff like, I know. you know, all the, half these Zelda games we're not asking for. Just give us something that actually could use it. Yeah. So, the thing is, I don't sad. know if they think that if they have to like, oh, well, the combat was turn based, so, but we have to make that action oriented because it's 2023, you know, and so now they're trying to. No, you don't. Just go with the game, man. Just you, you've got everything. It's like having a recipe with all the ingredients in front of you. But then you going, well, but we don't want to have to mix the flour and the eggs together. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, uh, just, That's dude, how just works. follow the recipe, man. <laughs> that's how you yeah. do it. You, you don't have to add. It's not like, you, well, we have to find truffle oil because that's the hot new thing. And it's like, no, you don't need truffle oil. Just mix the flour and the eggs together. <laughs> I mean, honestly, update the textures, redo the uh, like walking animations and things like that. And I feel like you're you're kind of like halfway there. Yeah. I mean, I know that's an oversimplification. Okay. We're not programmers. But honestly, if you just released that, it would still perform incredibly well, even if it was just a remaster and that's it. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get some better news about this someday. But for now, I think it's fair to just assume this project is dead. I'm not holding my breath for KOTOR anytime soon. Yeah, not even. 
All right. Well, on that on that high note, let's go ahead and take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about some happier stories. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, guys. Going on to our next story here. Let's talk about a couple of new releases that came out this week. On September 29th, there is a new puzzle game that released called Cocoon. And last July, the three of us actually watched a release date trailer about Cocoon. Instead of talking about it, we decided to talk about other stuff like Thirsty Suitors and To a T. Ryan, you remember her thighs? Oh, yeah. They're so powerful. They're so so powerful. powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that we talked about all those other games instead of Cocoon. Well, Cocoon actually has generated quite a bit of buzz. It's currently sitting at a 96% rating from users on Steam. It is from the same gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside. And I actually told you guys that I read the review through Eurogamer. They gave it a perfect score. And the person who wrote it, Christian Donlin, says this is the best game that he has played this year. Uh, I mean, that is saying a lot, guys. We've had some lot. huge games so this, this year. year? So Man, this is the first crazy. game this guy's played this year, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just woke up from a coma? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking over Resident Evil 4, oh, Dead Space, Hogwarts Legacy, Diablo 4, Starfield, Baldur's Gate 3, Remnant 2. I mean, so many games you could point at. And uh, yeah, he's saying Cocoon is, is the best this year. So I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts, you know, maybe taking a glance at it again. What are you guys thinking about Cocoon? I mean, I, I looked at it. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks really unique and cool and, and something that's uh, just a little bit different. But I don't know about best game of the year. Like that's, That seems kind of crazy. There's a lot of... I mean, obviously, we haven't played it, but there's a lot of really, really good games this year. So I, I have a hard time with that. You know how some people... You know, maybe he's on the take, you know, not to throw accu- <laughs> wild accusations out there, but I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I'm just asking questions is all. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I actually watched a few of the reviews on this. The art style is great. The gameplay looks really neat. Everybody seems to sing the praises of like how creative the puzzles are and, and the, the premise um, behind like these spheres are worlds and then you can take like one sphere into another sphere and then you can package yeah, them up and like move them can... around and yeah it's almost like inception in a way which I, yeah. you know that that sounds really intriguing to me it is a puzzle game at heart um you know and they said that the puzzles can get a little difficult but the game does an awesome job of like kind of pointing you or guiding you in the right direction so that you're not getting stumped and it makes you feel smart which I think is a really well done way to do a puzzle game, right? So it's just everything that people are talking about sounds legit to me. I just, I don't know, man. Like I watch these trailers and I see the rave reviews and I I look at it and I just kind of go like, I don't know that I have a ton of interest in that. But at the same time, like I, I always have FOMO when it comes to these games, because it's like, if it's getting a ton of buzz and it's getting this great of, of praise and reviews, Am I missing out on something? <laughs> well, not only that, 
I very well could be wrong in this because I'm not looking at titles or release years or anything. I feel like puzzle games are kind of peaking right now, at least by way of uniqueness. I mean, look at something like Baba is You, all right? That is a completely bananas, totally unique take on a puzzle game. I love it. A ton of other people love it as well. It's got terrible graphics. It's very cheaply made. You can tell, but it doesn't matter because the mechanics are really fun and interesting. Cocoon seems to be bringing that as well. We've had other fun puzzle games come out recently. I I really loved Humanity personally. I I did want to read one quick quote from the Eurogamer article. It kind of goes along with what you were saying, Josh, where the game's not too difficult. So here's, here's what the article says. This is a challenging puzzle game, but it's never a jerk. And the reason it's never a jerk is that all the doors are closed behind you. If an area is no longer needed, it quietly locks it off. If a puzzle needs you to trek so far for a solution, but no further, it will gently place a perimeter around the location. If you need an item, the game finds a wordless way to highlight it. That's a central element here, and we'll come back to it later. For now, what that all means is that when you're stuck, it's always clear where you're stuck, and it's always clear that the solution will be nearby. And I love that because I think when puzzle games struggle the most, it's when you're wandering around aimlessly and don't know what to do. It seems like this game kind of has that figured out. Um, So maybe one day one of us will check out Cocoon, but I think for now we just have so many good games to play. But hey... Maybe it is the best game of the year. We, we wouldn't know. <laughs> the, one of the things I do appreciate is that it's like a four to six hour game, which I think we need more of those, to be honest. Like you should be able to buy a game that you can say, I'm going to pick this up this weekend and play it and be done with it. You know, and that's it. And for 20 bucks, it's currently on sale on Steam for 20% off. It's $19.99. I can think of a lot worse ways to spend 20 bucks on a weekend for a really finely crafted experience like what this game appears to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get you get uh, four to six hours of just pure enjoyment. That's worth twenty bucks. Yeah, you know, all day long. You know, you can you could spend that much money doing a million different things that aren't even close to as cool as something like that that you can just get. You know, you can just dive into and enjoy. So, yeah, if, if they can kind of make it really, really good, and it's really is the best game of the year. You know, I guess we'll see. <laughs> all right moving on this week we had the release of counter-strike 2 it brought about all kinds of major changes to the game they brought tons of new maps new weapons <laughs> new modes wait wait oh, wait you're no reading, you're reading the wrong no? description what? paul no <laughs> oh is that the wrong game did this did this bring nothing new uh wait right, so wait wait we, we, we smoke grenades paul the smoke the yeah. smoke is different no in all seriousness Counter-Strike 2, yes, they've switched the engine. It's a little bit prettier. By and large, it's just old Counter-Strike, right? I mean, literally, there are no new maps. There are no new weapons. Well, wait, Paul. I can I can still play the old Counter-Strike, right? Counter-terrorists win. Oh, uh, actually, Ryan, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> oh. CSGO is dead. dead. Oh, The oh, servers are really? gone. You cannot play CSGO. And what has caused some heartburn with some gamers and some journalists who have been paying attention is that Valve overwrote the old CSGO store page. So now if you search CSGO or Counter-Strike, it just takes you to Counter-Strike 2, which it says was released in 2012 and it's got over 7 million ratings. So they're kind of cheating and using all those old ratings, even though they're now calling it Counter-Strike 2. 
what's your guys' take on this? This is it's a little shady. This is a really, really bad trend in gaming that we need to really put the kibosh, like, kibosh on. Honestly, we saw <laughs> yeah. it with Overwatch and Overwatch 2, right? I mean, we've covered that before, but yep. Overwatch 2 coming along and them completely wiping Overwatch and saying, this is your game. And we go, no, I want the old game. No, too bad. It's gone. This is exactly what is happening with CSGO. And people are going, well, you took away a lot of features. You took away a lot of things that we really liked about CSGO. I'll just keep playing that. Thanks for Counter-Strike 2, but no thanks. And then Valve is going, oh, no, 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 no. You have to play Counter-Strike 2. And then people are going, but I don't want to. And then they go, well, that's too bad because CSGO has ceased to exist. That is shady. It is a really, really bad thing that I do not want to see become more prevalent. You know what I mean? And there's, if you think about it, there's benefits to developers and publishers to do this, but man, we as gamers need to not accept this because it's just, it's taking something that was ours and making it not ours and then giving them the ability to do whatever they want with it. And that's not good, man. And so rightfully so there's a lot of people that are upset that have said, Hey, I should be able to play CSGO and you can't anymore. And then the fact that they kept all the old reviews from CSGO and tried to make it sound like it's Counter-Strike 2 and all that. There, there's That's just a what lot bothers of, me more. Yeah, like honestly, there's just a lot of shadiness going on with this. And it's like, why? You don't have to be shady. If your game is good, people will play it. <laughs> Valve here. You're going to play the game and like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, uh, yeah, this this is crazy. It's just, it's it's almost like I was reading an article that Paul sent over, and it's like if uh, Call of Duty just every year they release a new game, you know, they just would wipe the old one and be like, "Yep, sorry, you know, I know you spent a lot of time in this. I know you built up and your money. Yeah, yeah, money and all that stuff. You have to play this one now, you know." So it's just it's crazy to me to think that they can just they that they think they can just come in and you know there's been a community built. There's been all these people that put all this time into this game and then they don't have the option anymore because this company comes in and just says, no, you're going to play this now. That's what we decided. Tough luck. You know, it is what it is. And there's nothing you you can do about it. What are you going to do? It'd be one thing if they truly did add like a bunch to the game. Exactly. Like Paul was joking yeah, around yeah. with. They if made it a was difference. like, hey, there's 12 new maps, there's new guns, there's new, you know, this and this and that or whatever. Like, okay, fine. Maybe it just takes a little bit for people to get used to some of the changes. The problem is there's zero new maps. There's a new buy screen. So instead of like a wheel, <laughs> it's a grid a la Valorant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. And they talk about the sub tick rate, which is for the, like the, you know, the gunplay you know, how fast the server registers, you know, people's actions and stuff like that. That's it. Literally, that's it. It's under the new source engine or whatever. So the graphics are slightly improved. And that's, that's it, man. And they, and they wiped CSGO for this. It's just, I, I like, I like Counter-Strike. I think part of me has been tempted to hop back in just to try it. But on the flip side, it's like, I'm not sure I really want to support this either. Well, and what's really crazy is like, look, if they want to take down the old servers and release a new game, fine. They can make that decision. Maybe I don't like it, but I don't think that's shady. That's just like a decision they can make. Yeah. But to imply that these 7 million ratings are given for Counter-Strike 2 is, is what gives me more of a pause. And I'm sure you guys have noticed this too. 
this is not just in gaming. I've seen this on Amazon, right? Where you're like looking at, I don't know, like uh, Ryan and I love using our smokers. And maybe maybe I'm looking at pellets for my smoker and I start reading reviews and they're talking about like a knife set or whatever, because they'll just update the product page and you think that that 4.6 rating is what you're looking at and it's not. And it, it, it encourages people to go try out the product and that's a little shady and it's it's deceitful at best. Uh, it's manipulative at worst. I don't like that practice at all. Uh, I think it's a shame, but yeah, I mean, rip for CSGO. You can't yeah. play it. You can still play like the old remake of Counter-Strike and stuff like that's still up. So I don't know why they decided to buck the trend with this one, but it, uh, whatever. I'm not cra- a big Counter-Strike guy. I don't I don't really care. Well, it's it's crazy. I, I, I was going to say I have to talk to my, my little brother, Jake. He is a counter, he plays two games WoW and Counter Strike and he's a Counter Strike fanatic. He does all those auctions for knives and all that stuff, trying to get stuff. So um, I'm interested to see what he has to say. I need to I need to check in with him, but just get his opinion on it. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I think, like you said, it's shady to do all the the review things that they did. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to our last story of the week. Uh, Josh and Ryan, you guys were both huge fans of Dave the Diver. That is a game that involves fishing, deep sea exploration, running a sushi restaurant, managing staff, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, the studio behind Dave the Diver has announced their next project, which I don't think could be any more different than a casual restaurant game. It is called, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's called Naquan Last Paradise. N-A-K-W-O-N. It is a 16-player PvEVP stealth survival zombie extraction game. Uh, We got a one-minute teaser of the game. I hate to say it. I think this game looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, what do you think about it? Well, this is quite funny because I jumped in before we started recording, and I was like, hey, man, did you watch this trailer? It looks pretty cool, huh? And Paul's like, um, no. I, like, I think it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, so I we guess... don't know what Josh thinks. We were curious to hear for the tiebreaker whether we're going to be yeah, pro well, or anti Naquan Last Paradise. What do you, what do you got, Josh? All right. So I did watch the trailer. Um, you guys know I love PvEVP. We just talked about that earlier. And I think that this trailer looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks... So, it it's, looks like it has really okay. bad AI with the zombies. Okay. I'll tell you that. Here's the part that got me is they're showing the guy. He's creeping along and it's stealth. And they've they've said, hey, this is you don't fight these zombies, right? Like this is a stealth game. The zombies will wreck you. Dude goes up and puts a zombie in a chokehold. You yes. thief. That was my thing yes. I was going to talk about. Yeah. He's you choking out, choke a zombie. out a zombie. You idiot. What are we doing? <laughs> I was just like, oh no, this is not looking good, man. I have it in my notes. He choked out a zombie. Do zombies even breathe? No. Of course not. It's the only thing Ryan and I talked about. Before you hopped on, Josh, that that is the only thing is we're both like, why is the guy choking out a zombie from behind? You can't choke out a zombie. Everyone knows you got to kill the brain. You got to shoot or stab or bludgeon something to the head. You can't choke out a zombie. And not only that, 48 of the 60 second trailer is just zombies staring straight into the ground while this guy just stealths around them all. Like, yeah, 
I don't know that I've ever seen an announcement trailer that was more boring than this. Now, look, it's not the final product, right? This game could very well be amazing. A lot of times we're getting fantastic trailers of really bad games. It's true. Maybe this will go the other way, but this is a bad trailer. Yeah, it's I, there was so much in this that just made me kind of go, what are they thinking? You know, um, the animations weren't all that great. The guy, like... You never the guy's holding a bat and they, they do say, hey, listen, this is a very early alpha build. But, you know, the guy's holding a bat, but never once ever swings the bat. Like, did they not have that <laughs> animation done? Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah. Trying to choke out a zombie. It's a bunch of just crouch walking around. The weird thing is, is they talked about their strategy or their idea for the game in general. And that it's like, you have to weigh whether you want to go out into the world and scavenge for supplies and things like that. Or if you want to just sit in your base and get stronger and it's like, what? I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means either. Like, uh, is that, do I not play the game? Is there, what is there to do in the game? Like, I, I don't know, but they, they basically said, this is like, we want people to be forced with this choice of like going out into the world and facing danger, but then getting food and water and gear and whatever, or staying at home where you're safe. And then you can get stronger in the base. I don't know, man, this one's missing the mark for me big time. And I'll tell you what, Dave, the diver was incredible. Like that game. I'm still saying, if you haven't tried Dave, the diver, pick it up. It's unbelievable. Super good. I just don't know where the studio is going with this, man. I was laughing thinking where the guy said uh, the for the cocoon is like the best game of the year. I was like, has he not played Dave the Diver? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> um, this one, th- I, I want to preface this because like, obviously you guys were not impressed with the trailer, but I am such a sucker for post-apocalyptic worlds. When I see broken c- down cars and like run down cities and everything i'm just like ooh, you know it just and then it entices me so that's what sucks me in and draws me in i get everything you're saying um the the zombie choke out what really got me yeah <laughs> i was I think it's funny that, that. It's, that's the one thing the three of us picked up yeah <laughs> like apart from each other it's like what are you doing man it's like what that i don't the think trailer that's... shows the trailer shows two things creeping around doing nothing and choking out a zombie yeah. like that. Those are the only oh. things you can talk about. That's that's oh, all it shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I I really don't think this is going to be the PVEVP game that makes it like knowing what we know about the genre already talking about the troubled history with other games. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about this. Although, to be fair, the first time we all heard about Dave the Diver, we probably thought that sounded really stupid too. It did, I did think the premise sounded right? dumb at first until I played it, and then I realized why people were raving about it. So may, maybe, maybe these guys can come out of nowhere and make another awesome, successful game nobody was thinking of. Ye of little faith. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, after Dave the Diver, sure, they've got some uh, cred that we're willing to cash in, right? I'm not going to call this game DOA yet. I'll wait to see. They've made a good game already, so we'll have to wait and see. But, oof, not a good first impression. Yeah. I'll just say that, at least for me and Josh. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Ryan's all in. 
All right. Well, we do want to let everyone know that if they enjoy our podcast and would like to help support what we do, we do have Patreon support available over at MultiplayerSquad.com. Starts at just five bucks a month. You'll get bonus episodes, shout out on the show, all kinds of good stuff like that. We also would like to ask everyone to go rate our podcast five stars and leave a written review in Apple Podcasts if you can. Make sure to hit the follow button. That way you're notified of all of our episodes. And hopefully you'll come back soon. Check out another one. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See everybody.